I might be too strung out on compliments Overdosed on confidence Started not to give a fuck and stop fearing the consequence Drinking every night because we drink to my accomplishments It's the after inhalation Inhalation? Inhalation? I can't even say that fucking word right Uh, for December 4th, 2019 How's it going everybody? Well, uh, I just At the time I'm recording this, it's a Tuesday the 3rd And uh, I just drove back from Toronto and uh, <laughs> after the Michigan Ohio debacle, I, I knew how that game was gonna go. But then, um, you know, I, as soon as I saw the first half, after the half ended, and then I wanted to see the one series of each team between the Michigan and Ohio. I think the score score was like twenty seven sixteen at the halftime, and I saw how the each of the one plays went from each team, and I just left. And then by the time, I think three forty Eastern. Hit the time, I go like, well, game must be over, right? And then I was like, no, it's not over. It's like 47-23 or some shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Because like, it's been three and a f- half hours and the game's still not over. The final score was like 55-27 to 27 or some shit. I, I, I didn't give a fuck. So um, I'm not going to egg on it even more and more. I mean, I, I, I'm not even angry at this point about the Michigan football. Uh, I don't think... I, I think I said a year ago when I recorded the state of the Michigan football... Uh, I said, you know what, I would give him through this year, but he better turn this shit around. And you know what, he hasn't really turned it around. And I, to be fair, uh, Ohio is uh, in the class of its own, you know, at the level of LSU, Alabama, Clemson, and that discussion. Not And the rest of the Big Ten, not just Michigan, but like Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, Penn State even. Like, they're so far behind, you know, on the Ohio's here. So it feels like that eight... SEC team, you know, that's like not even at that level, or like Florida or Georgia that's trying to catch up to Alabama at this stage, you know, and then uh, I go like, hey, it's like Michigan's getting microscope because of the Jim Harbaugh and the brand that he's presenting, but I'm like, you know what, University of Texas has the same problem too, it's like Texas fans, the Longhorns fans think they're so close to Oklahoma, like, dude, A&M's better than you in my opinion, um, just because of the branding and all that. So I'm just like, you know what? Um, yeah, it's just like Michigan's where it's at. I don't think you should fire Harbaugh at this stage. I mean, do you want to start all over again? Um, you know, Mike Leach in Washington State is 0-7 against the UW Huskies, the Washington Huskies. And Chris Peterson just stepped down. It's like, well, what are you going to do? Who are you going to hire? So... Well, let's see how it goes. But um, I, I really can't think of anyone to replace Jim Harbaugh. I think the defensive coordinator needs... Don Brown needs some work. Like, how come he's so great except for the one game of the season? I, I mean, it's just... every. I, I, I'm not going to go through the history again, but just in general, ever since I've been at the U of M, second half faltering. It, it, this is not the first go-round. This has been happening. This has been happening... The entire 21st century through four regimes of coaches. Uh, so I'm just like, there's a greater problem that's just not Harbaugh. I'll just say that. And what is the Michigan football identity and preparing for the professionals? You know, who the hell knows? Um, so, yeah, I think that defensive side needs work. And that they really need to look hard as to what the identity of this football team is. And then I think, uh, you know, the whole... I think it's hilarious and Jim Harbaugh responded to the guy from Toledo is like, well, I'll answer your questions, not your insults. I just go, dude, that's, I mean, I know why he had to say he had to say, but I'm just like, yeah, that's that's not good enough. I mean, he's not going to admit and say, yeah, Ohio has better people, 
But the fact that you're constantly getting out coached in the second half, like why is it? It just it tells you the adjustments and the calming leadership and all that. Like where was that second half leadership from Penn State game and the Ohio State game? I don't get it. And then people just fucking cower here, and then that's a one full class of Harbaugh's here. So, anyways, I, I'm not surprised. So uh, let's, let's see what happens to the Ohio's, and then the let's see how the Ohio's truly stack against in the college football playoffs. Are they a truly a first place team? Uh, no, I want to see them play Clemson and LSU in the same year. If if Ohio beats both of them, granted, then go like God, all the credit to the Ohio's, but. I don't know why they're considered number one. You know, I think LSU went through more of the ringer than Ohio did. Ohio hasn't played anybody's, you know, hard like LSU did, the grind that they went through. So I'm like, fuck, whatever. So anyways, uh, there's that. A uh, bit of a surprising news uh, before I get to the Houston a little bit. Uh, the Alphabet, the CEO and the president, uh, Larry Page, the fellow Wolverine, and Sergey Brin, uh, the, the two founders decided to step down. The news just came out like a couple hours ago here in the evening of Tuesday. And I and assume that Pichai is going to be the CEO of the Alphabet along with the Google. So Alphabet is a parent company and then Google is a subsidiary, I guess, uh, of the Alphabet conglomerate. Uh, I, I'm little bit surprised but not really surprised but i just go like well they're leaving so they're not running day-to-day operations so when the inevitable privacy bill or any of those like regulation with the internet companies come in they're not there <laughs> so i'm like wow good for them so that has to take on all the fucking burden here it's like when the Citibank, uh what's his uh what, what was his name vikram Pendant or something, something like that. The guy was an electrical engineer, but then somehow ended up being a CEO of Citibank, and, and then you know, and then he became a CEO of Citibank as soon as when the fucking financial meltdown started happening. I go like, yo, this guy took the brunt, and then I'm like, yes, he's he was in the executive suite, but I'm like, yo, but he's the head honcho. Where's the head honcho picture of him? He just like fucked up the whole system, right? So. I feel like Sundar is running into that, you know, in the midst of, you know, all the privacy bill, you know, all those uh, internal um, effort to get better pay, more equal pay, and also for the rights of the contractors and everything, which Google's facing a lot right now. And it's timing is awfully suspicious, you know, that pitchforks are coming, you know, maybe that's why. So anyways, uh, in other news, the fucking uh, the idiot in charge, idiot in chief decide to throw some tariff at the Argentina and Brazil for some reason out of nowhere. I go, my God, th- I, this th- he's contributing to the December soon of the s- stock market. You know, I, I, I'm sure so- this happened last year, you know, like the, the idiot, idi- idiocy of the whole uh, trade war tactic, the tariff tactic. Now he goes today, he, mo- he went over to Europe for the meeting with the NATO and then the European leaders. He goes, I don't think the China deal, the trade deal will be done. I don't know. I don't have a deadline. And he goes, like, it won't be probably done until after the election. I'm like, the fuck, dude? Um, so that just like, oh, market fucking freaks out. You know, I was like, I was kind of like pondering. It's like, well, we're finally in December. And then I go, December is traditionally the weird ass month, you know, in the stock market. The last quarter of the year, you know, September, October, December. You remember the last year, December, that was like catastrophic. I just go, you know, if none of these trade thing happened, market probably just would have took off. But then at the same time, people are like, 
kind of be investors are going to be looking over the shoulder the algorithms are going to be looking at each other it's like um is this really sustainable so there might have been some pullback somewhere so maybe th- these levels are kind of inevitable but i would just go like why is he throwing random ass wrench out of nowhere it's like oh but this is his tactic the fucking the mouth breeding supporters are like this is the tactic i'm like you're a goddamn idiot so i'm like you want to falter the entire you want to put the entire you know economy on a limbo and the uncertainty just so that like what like so that your your job and your benefits won't be guaranteed either what kind of idiot are you you know i grant granted you want to drain the swamp and you know don't want to support the banks and all that but i'm like you know this guy is like providing uncertainty for everything and i'm like brazil and argentina where the fuck do they come from and then this whole china deal i'm like phase one's gonna be done and then I expected, well, phase one's probably going to be done, you know, if China wants and Russia want to keep, like, Trump in the White House, you know, it's like, it's a victory. But then the speculation now, the theory is, like, Trump is making this stand. It's like, I don't know when this Chinese deal is going to be done, maybe after the election. It's like, oh, he wants to, he wants to, you know, ignite the base. And I'm like, well, isn't it better instead of looking like a hard, like, hard-ass leader, if you get shit done, then you look like... I, I did the economy good. You know, that shit and boost everybody. I don't know. Maybe this is another ruse. I'm not surprised. But the stock took stocks took the dip today. I was like, I was a little irked once again. But then, like, how many of these fucking tweets and, like, random ass announcements that we go through that we saw this market swing? So, again, be watchful but not be reactive. But I just go, like, this is so fucking stupid. This fucking idiot president. It's like, president cannot impact the economy. I was like, well, this guy does. <laughs> this guy certainly does. Like, yeah, policies do. The presidents themselves do not impact the economy. No, this motherfucker does. Every time he opens his fucking mouth. So, uh, there. So there's that. So, uh, that said, uh, I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna get on the soapbox. I know the mic sounds a little weird today because of my, my computer's been on for the last five days because, uh, I, you know, with the Black Friday and the American Thanksgiving that happened. Uh, I said I'm gonna, I, I and I realized that I'm running out of spaces, so I just bought this external drive, five terabyte external drive for like ninety bucks. I'm like, goddamn, BK, you have to partake in the Black Friday deal. I was like, well, this is, I really realized that like, I really shouldn't buy shit that I don't need. Like, eight, <laughs> for example, shoes or random ass T-shirts that I really don't need. So I was like, I'm, I'm really gonna focus on stuff that I need to buy. It ended up being an external drive because I started running out on the two terabyte drive. Did I talk about this? I might have. So I decided to format it. And then before I went to Canada during the Ohio-Michigan game, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I started formatting the night before. And it's been 12 hours, 14 hours, still not done. So I'm like, holy fuck, how long is full format going to take? I mean, I think I ran it up to like 20 hours. And I just go, you know what? Like, I only see it done about 60% through. I'm not going to, like, I'm going to come back from Canada, and then maybe it's still formatting. (laughs) So I was like, fuck it. And then now I'm, like, copying files over and shit, so the computer's been up and running, all that stuff. You know, my God, 4K, you know, content on my phone and the movies and everything is taking a lot of space, I gotta admit. Um, So there's that. So because of that, I'm off of my desktop, and I have uh, I have uh, come to my backup on my laptop, 
in this uh the boom mic that i have from vmoda is i think it's yeah yeah i use this mic for the conference call purposes you know on a skype or something uh but then you know i was like fuck it i'll hook this up on this laptop so anyways all right it's been three weeks overdue uh i'll talk about the houston a little bit i mean houston texas so dallas uh, houston waco temple san antonio austin um all those places me and my friend Scott went. We didn't record a podcast there. Like, oh my God, right? we drove a thousand miles, about a thousand miles over five days. So we got there Saturday night, and then we drove from the Austin airport to the hotel in the North Austin. That's about like 10 miles or so, and 10, 15 miles, I think. It was a 20-minute drive. And then, so basically the schedule highway one was, I think I talked about it last week, but just a quick recap. Got there Saturday night. Uh, there was the LSU-Alabama game, so that night, we got in at like 10 o'clock or so, and then by midnight, we just got quick dinner at In-N-Out, <laughs> at In-N-Out, uh, and then, uh, next day, we drove right up to Dallas, and then, um, we stopped at Crackle Barrel, never had Crackle Barrel, it was really good, I think we waited about 40 minutes, 9 in the morning, but it was pretty damn good, and then uh, we stopped by Waco, Texas, uh, saw the Baylor campus, uh, and then also the Dr. Pepper Museum. Didn't see any Joanna, Chip and Joanna shit. The Magnolia Market, we didn't see any of that. Uh, then we continued driving up to Dallas. Our hotel was in Richardson, which if you know Dallas, it's like North Dallas. And you're near Plano, Frisco, all that stuff. Uh, from there, we took the Uber down to Arlington to the Cowboys game, Cowboys and the Vikings. It was a Sunday nighter, which made it easier for us to, you know, kind of drive drive up slowly and then take a little bit of time in Waco and stuff. Uh, and then the Cowboys game, I got to admit, like, I'm not... I've been to that stadium before, but it was the second time I've been. And the first time I've been there was the uh, Ohio versus Oregon, the first ever college football uh, championship game. I was there for the business trip. I was in the, more in the basement, you know, watching from the below the field line, basically behind the Oregon sidelines. Uh, but I was like mostly staring at the, the uh, monitor, and also the I I I just remember the Arlington area. Well, I, I remember seeing Zach Brown band and stuff. That was pretty cool. I mean, I was just by myself walking around. It was a business trip, but I had a ticket. Uh, and then. But the one thing that was changed was like they had this thing called the Texas Live, Dallas Live or whatever. You know, those like live, like a bar with the, you know, the happenings and food court kind of set up. I know I saw this in Philly, uh, you know, outside the Citizens Bank Park and then the Eagle Stadium. And then also the St. Louis, I saw this. Kansas City outside the Sprint Center, I saw this. It is a pretty similar setup to live of something. Um, so I... I was like, well, this is kind of the same, but just the Texas-Dallas team. And this thing wasn't there when I was at the college football championship, so I was just like, oh, that's new. And what happened was at the game, we paid about $500, both tickets, to sit down. Because we found it pointless to do the stand, stand-in ticket, which is like $90 to $120. And I'm like, you have to rush in at like 5 p.m. and just like hold a spot to look over. And I go like, that's fucking stupid. Then we're just going to pay the money to sit down. You know, how often do we come here? And it ended up being the very last row. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I mean, it made it convenient to kind of lean back and shit. But I was just like, this is so fucking stupid. And it was a Veterans Day night. So there was a lot of Veterans activity there and stuff. And at the end of the night, 
uh, try to go find Uber, Lyft, and both of them are showing $92 up to Richardson, which is about a half hour drive. Well, that's a fucking surge. Uh, I think I shared that in the Instagram story, but actually it went up to $190. And I said, fuck that. And then we ended up waiting it out at the Texas Live uh, until about one thirty, one something in the morning. I mean, we're just drinking and we're like, does the number amount of drinks that we drink here you know, equal to the surge price? The answer was obviously no. Like, maybe you had like three drinks. Even if you say 10 bucks each, I was like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. That was completely worth it, waiting it out. Because at the end of it, I had a discount from Uber, Lyft and all that. So it was like, it was $25 after waiting out the surge. It's like, fuck, that was not worth $200 drive. So thank you. So got back, but I said, Arlington has nothing other than that fucking stadium in the parking lot in the Walmart. So I said, whatever i'm not doing the cowboys games thing again and it was a bit of a sausage party at the end i'll be honest so i was just like eh, whatever but you know what cowboys games we experienced it when Ezekiel elliott run so much vikings won what another surprise so that and then the next day we drove down back toward uh, i mean we hung out in dallas area went to smu saw the george w bush museum we're just like uh george w i'm like it's free but there's a security check but then i was like george w library slash museum that's nothing 9-11 happened katrina happened no child left behind financial crisis iraq war afghanistan war everything's a victory and the world is great because of george bush and i'm like no no no. i really didn't want to waste time on this because i said this is so fucking stupid the neocon books that was everywhere you know the carl rove you know dick cheney uh dana perino you know all those books george dub's book in there and the thing i was just like fuck this guy I mean, it's on the SMU campus because the wife, Laura Bush, went to SMU. But I was just like, fuck this. George Dub, I would go like, you know what? Compared to Trump, this guy looks more reasonable. But I was like, he's still a fucking idiot. So, and then the amount of shit that he dragged the America into. Uh, it just go, you know what? History will forgive him. I'm like, maybe, but no. Like, uh, you should really look at the policies and the cronies that he had around, Wolfowitz, Dick Cheney, Rumsfeld, Condoleezza Rice, all those people, and be like, yo, dude, look what happened. It's just like, they, like before all this like Trump shit happened, they kind of dragged the country through, like, through the bubble and the corporate, like, corporatized, you know, what do you want to call it? The fucking socialism that led to this thing and the you know all that stuff so deregulation that contributed to falsehood of like economic growth and all that shit so i just like fucking whatever no child left behind you you want to make america into hong kong japan china and korea with a standardized test like what the fuck you lost a generation of kids this way you know actually educating kids you know like how many cheating scandals that happened blah 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 so i'm like whatever whatever and then expanding medicare medicaid you know I know some of the conservatives of like the Schedule D drugs or whatever, you know, expanding it more for the seniors so the government would cover it. I'm like, yeah, you just did that to get the fucking senior votes, but like you, how much like government overhead you added to this? You know, I sound like a fucking fiscal conservative at this stage where I'm like, why are you spending money there? I was like, you're spending money there for the senior citizens, but I'm like, yeah, you're keeping the old people kind of sane and alive, but what about the existing people that need to funnel the economy and contribute to the society? You don't give these people the same amount of drugs? Fuck this guy. Fuck this. You know, that thing. Anyways, from there, 
we continued down and the original plan was to make it into Austin before we hit San Antonio the next day but because of the freezing weather and then the fruit and then all that stuff and we were pretty tired at this point we kind of made a detour and then I made a hotel snafu error we made a stop in this place called Temple, Texas. Ah, apparently my dad knows Temple, Texas. He stayed there before, so I was like, oh, okay. But I never knew. And then there was they had a really good pie. It was really big, but it was a it was a really big. It was a really big uh, pie. No, it was a pancake. It was fucking big, but I really loved it. Uh, and Temple was interesting, great. And then we continued on to Austin down south. I uh, stopped by the Capitol building, check that out. i never been inside the Capitol building, so this was interesting. I learned a lot about the Texas history, you know, and then uh, they kind of admitted, like, yeah, all this uh, Remedy Alamo and all that shit. It was like, you know, the, fuck, who are the Sam Houston and the, the Austin, the General Austin. is like, yeah, the, the, the namesake of these people, you know, they're the great heroes that, you know, made brought Texas away from the Mexico and all that, but, you know, the battles were hard against the Mexicans. It was like they had to do a sneak attack after the Alamo. So it was just like, yeah. They did the ungentlemanly thing. And then the tour guide at the Capitol building kind of admitted that, yeah, that they won the whole Texas thing, you know, while the Mexican army was just like naked and not prepared at all. Then So that's why the whole battle of whatever was like only nine people died from the Texas army versus, you know, everybody else on the Mexican side. I just go like, that's fucking ridiculous. But then they, how they lionize when you get to San Antonio about this battle of, Al- you know, Alamo and then what happened after Alamo. I just go like, dude, they fucking snuck attack because they were keep losing every single way. So they said, fuck the gentleman's rule. We're going to sneak up on these guys when they have their dicks and balls hanging out. Then we're going to attack them. That's how Texas was won. Like, and then people just lionize this whole thing like, it's so fucking stupid and all these knuckleheads that came to texas yeah they couldn't like cut it in the east coast and all that stuff it's like people are always looking for opportunity which is the genesis of america and then all the states and everything and then they expand to the west but some of the people they're lionizing i go like oh they're complete knuckleheads they happen to get lucky at the right time and right situation so i just go like i don't understand I mean, it's impressive what the hell Texas is, but I and then the the state assembly, uh, the state senate and the state house. I just go, wow, these are just these are pretty fucking big for a state. Cause like, yeah, cause Texas was a republic by itself, and then Texas had a president and all that stuff. I go like, Jesus, you know. And then I now I see the point why like Texas always goes like, we need to secede, and I'm like, well, you want a Texas dollar? I'm like, Jesus, like, where are you going to get to, uh, how are you going to sustain yourself? Like, oil, okay, great. Barbecue, okay, great. I was like, we're going to build a car here? I guess you have an Arlington factory for the GM people over here. Like, all right, what else? What else? What else? You know? I was just looking at it and go, I was like, well, you're going to export pecan? It's like, yeah, I guess so. What else? You know? So, I mean, Texas history, learning and everything, although I kind of forgot all the major figure names at this point, but I get the gist of the history of everything. So it was a cool experience, and I finally got to see the Capitol building, so that was good. Then we continue venturing down to the uh, San Antonio, because we're going to come back to Austin anyway, so we don't want to overly spend too much time in the downtown and everything. And we got to San Antonio, did the river walk. I never been, I've never been to San Antonio. And then people said, just do the river walk and hang out there. I was like, okay. And yeah, and then the, all the river tours are closed because of inclement weather at 32 degrees or the zero degrees or just like one single digit Celsius. And I'm just like, you pussies of Texas. 
And then the next day, we kind of explored around San Antonio a little bit. I go like, oh, okay. And then we saw the Alamo. I just talked about the whole battle and stuff. Just the simplicity of the whole thing. But then just glossing over the history. Unlike at the Capitol Hill, the tour guy kid did. The UT kid. I just go like, oh, okay. And then uh, San Antonio, I just go, oh, cool, cool. And then... uh, we look around and then go, wow, I understand why uh, DeMar DeRozan's miserable here. <laughs> and then I didn't know there was a little tower thing there in San Antonio, which looks like the looked like the height of the Space Needle, but a little taller. Uh, tower of America. And then I go like, this is the most depressing tower I've ever been. It was only $15, which is half price of the Space Needle, which Space Needle is like $28 to go up. They have the restaurant up there too, but I'm like, what the fuck is here? The convention center is so fucking empty around here. It's like a mini Seattle, but then I look at the city line of San Antonio and everything's like, what the fuck is here, man? There's nothing. No wonder quiet wanted to get the fuck out. How does Tim Duncan want to be here, you know? How does Tony Parker, who had a retirement night the night before, we didn't go to that game, we was like, this is not worth it. And I just go like, how the fuck does he like stay here like 19 years? What the fuck? And then I started thinking about the whole Charles Barkley joke about the, all, the, all the big women of San Antonio. And then I just go like, yeah, I could really see that. I just like, I really, like, I go through a hinge and I go like, yeah, you know what? Charles Barkley's right. All the fat woman, the Victoria that has a secret down here, you know, all that shit. <laughs> I just like, started watching those videos again. It's like, Charles is right. Where the fuck are the hot bitches of San Antonio? It's like, nah, 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 they don't exist. They don't exist. And they're eating churros. And I'm like, yeah, I do see that. I do see that. Saw the Alamo Dome. And then I'm like, why the fuck do they have this dome? There's no football team here. And then it's like Alamo Dome, they built it thinking that the NFL team would come. I mean, the CFL team came when the CFL USA effort in the early 90s. Yes, Canadian football was in America at some point in the 90s as part of John Tory's plan. John Tory, if you don't know, he's now the mayor of Toronto. And Alamo Dome, it just sat there and then reminded me of the Sprint Center in Kansas City. Kansas City, they built this arena, multi-purpose arena, that was for either hockey or basketball, thinking that they would get a team. I go like, nobody came into Kansas City. Nobody came to Alamo Dome. It was used as an emergency for the fucking New Orleans Saints during the Hurricane Katrina. You know? I just go like, well, so these two arenas, they don't do shit. They're just sitting there. I go like, what a waste. What a waste. Um, from there, we went to ventured over to the AT&T Center, which is in the, I guess, the ghetto side of fucking San Antonio, the east side, where the Spurs play. Then we went to the shop, and then I was like, wow, this is a really dissolute, isolated area. And then there was a Whataburger in there. You can just go in and eat. And I didn't know. I was like, I thought that was pretty cool. It's like, oh, shit, you got a Whataburger branch there and the team stores open? It's like, yeah, you can just walk in and buy whatever. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing in this middle of fucking nowhere San Antonio. So no wonder, like, let the community in. Good job, Spurs. And I'm like, yeah, cool, cool. And then from then on, we moved on to Houston because we had to continue our drive to, uh, to catch the... Well, we had to get to the hotel and then catch the Rockets versus the Clippers game. And that was about a two-and-a-half-hour drive, you know. And then I, I I forgot which city we stopped for lunch slash early dinner. And we ate in the middle of nowhere, but fucking fried chicken was so huge. I finished it. I go like, oh, my God, I ate so much on this trip, you know. And then we've continued on, and then we see Katy, Texas, and I'm like, do you know, and uh, Blinn College, that was the other one. It's like, Blinn College, isn't there where, like, fucking Cam Newton went? It's like one of the best Juco junior college, you know, football 
teams in the thing and then one of the thugs are and then they eventually transfer to the major college. I was like, yes, yes, that's at Blinn College. And I'm like, holy fuck. And then we passed that. We hit Katy, Texas. And I'm like, for some reason I remember this. And I was like, is this where Andy Dalton's from? And then because B, how do you fucking remember all this? Like, I don't fucking know. I just remember this shit. You know, and then we get to Houston. Holy fuck, the traffic of Houston. I, I mean, I, I knew it was the fourth largest city in America. Yes, I'm used to Toronto traffic. Yes, I'm used to Seattle traffic. Yes, I'm used to seeing Chicago traffic. But for some fucking reason, Houston felt like more of a drag, you know, in a, in a fucking traffic. It's like, I, I, I should be used to it, but I just, I just absolutely hated it. Like, Dallas was bad, but it wasn't that bad. And I just go like, why? I don't know why. I don't know why I agonized over Houston traffic so much. Now, holy shit, we got to the hotel. We took the Uber. My God, the toll roads everywhere. Our driver avoided the toll. And then we got to the game, to the Toyota Center. Oh, God, it was hilarious. Our Uber driver was like, dude, I have to go. And then we pulled up like three blocks before the Toyota Center. Yet he peed on the wall. There, I said it. And then he got back in the car. Sorry, I, that traffic was so long. I was like, it's okay, you're local. You know? And then we got to the fucking game, Rockets game, uh, and then saw Kawhi playing for the Clippers. And then Houston Center was all right. I just go like, well, we just saw, like, Houston, we saw the FedEx Forum two years ago, me and Scott. And we saw the Staples Center last year. And then we see this, and I go like, and then we saw the AT&T Center just, like, a few hours earlier. And I goes go like, are all of these like, aren't they all built in the early two thousands? Basically, it's like yeah, two thousand one, two thousand two, you know, two thousand ninety nine, you know, that kind of thing. I go like, why does Houston one look so shitty? This one is newest supposedly out of all of them. But anyway, so I was just like, yeah. And then the Toyota Center because there's a huge Toyota presence in the uh, Houston area, so it's like Tacomas everywhere. I was like, goddamn, where's the GMC over here? You know. <laughs> Uh, but then uh, we watched the game, and I well, so Paul George didn't play. He was like kind of slowly coming back. Kawhi played, Harden played, Westbrook played. I, I said this in the Kawhi episode um, back in July. I, I Russell Westbrook, man, I he's just he just got awful. Go back and listen to that episode. What I think about. Russell Westbrook, but he had fucking four fouls in the first quarter. I was flabbergasted. I was like, what the fuck? How the fuck does this happen? And then, like, James Harden was, you know, James Harden is James Harden until the fucking postseason comes around and he gets poked in the fucking eye or something. And I just go, like, Russell Westbrook, the least efficient for high-volume shooter. Like, James Harden will get 51, 54 points for, like, out of 28 shots or something. The field goal attempts. Fucking Russell Westbrook goes like 21 attempts and gets like 16 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds, triple double. And I'm like, isn't that great? I'm like, fuck no. He's shot as many as James Harden and can't drain it. And the worst part is, Russell Westbrook is regressing so bad that his free throw rates are under 68%. I don't know. I haven't checked the numbers recently through early December 2019. But my fucking God, he can't even get the charity stripe points. So I'm like, what the fuck can he do? Like the Clippers are just letting him shoot. And the Trailblazers are doing this in the playoffs last year. It's like, uh, and then the dead spin at the time had the title. It's like Russell Westbrook is shooting the thunder out of the playoffs. Which was true. And I'm like, dude, Rockets, as like, 
yo, that guy is a fucking liability. He's like, oh, but he's a great athlete. He's getting triple-double every night. It's like, well, he gets 10 assists off of fucking <laughs> James Harden. But I'm like, what the fuck do you expect? And like, maybe Austin Rivers was, was shooting decent. And then Austin Rivers, this was the night that he teed up his own fucking dad, which is hilarious. But anyways, so that was that game. And then I was I was actually very surprised by the the, the diversity of the crowd. Uh in the Rockets game, like I, th- I think the Rockets are, are, Rockets are after the Lakers. I think uh, the most popular, you know, the Chinese team, uh, Chinese fans oriented team, and then there are a lot of Chinese people at the game. And then I saw a lot of other foreigners that all work at like Schumberger Sh- or like fucking Exxon or something. Like a lot of people dressed nice. I know it was a Wednesday, but it was like people are coming after work with a fucking like nice button shirt, and I'm like. Uh, are these all like PhDs or some shit, you know? And then I, oh my god, this feels like the leaps crowd after the, uh, during the weekday, you know, after work they just come straight to the hockey game kind of shit, you know. And then, uh, anyways, Houston was the only place that we slept more than the night. We spent a couple nights at least, you know, two nights, three days kind of deal. Um, so the next day we kind of explored a couple campuses, uh, uh, which was the uh, the Rice and then the University of Houston. For some reason, I thought University of Houston was a private. Uh, Rice was really nice. And then I guess this, uh, this is where I learned when I was at the Rice Baseball Stadium, uh, where Rice Baseball is pretty damn, pretty damn good program. Uh, I think Anthony Rendon, who just, uh, won the World Series with the Nationals, he was there at Lansburg when he was there, I was just like, damn. And then at the bathroom by the... Uh, the baseball stadium is an all gender bathroom. I just and then it reminded me, and like, oh fuck, Houston was a city. They were arguing about the transgender bathroom rights and all that shit. And then the Lance Berkman is like, oh, a transgender woman should not go to a woman's bathroom, or like they're talking about a whole pedophile deal and shit. And then I go like, this is ridiculous. And then I realize, slowly realize, I just stare at that bathroom sign. I go, that's just a family bathroom. They just put a new sign on, and I just go. This is what the fucking fuss was about. The whole bathroom bill. The fucking debate. I just go, how fucking stupid is this? You know? Aside from like, oh my god, if I'm a trans man, I can go into a men's bathroom. I'm like, alright, fuck, whatever, man. I, I don't give a fuck. And then all gender, you know, bathroom. Just just use a family room. I used to use, I, I, I still use a family room by myself. But then it, it got me riled up a little bit when I saw another bathroom. You know, somewhere else in Houston where it said family bathroom or something. I just started yelling out loud. It's like, there's a fucking family values. You know, it's like going really Republican on the bathroom for some reason. And then I just started laughing on my own. It's like, hey, family values. And then I go, this is what the fucking bathroom debate's about. How stupid is this? This is what the whole national topic of conversation was when there's a fucking global warming, you know. The ridiculous auto loan delinquency level student loan debt that's been going on. This is what the fuck people are giving shit about. What the fuck? It's so stupid. And then, anyways, the campuses were nice. It was interesting. The University of Houston, I'll be on. They had a robot delivering, like, fucking uh, food. And the funny thing is, I, I think it's remote controlled. It's not autonomous. And then all these kids were fucking blocking it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the excursion season just before Thanksgiving. So a lot, there's a lot of young kids, like elementary, middle school kids on the campus. But they kept like, yeah, look at this. And then like, they blocking it and taking a video, Snapchat or TikTok or some shit. And then I go like, damn, okay. And uh, yeah, and then there was also like a gun activist or something on the University of Houston campus. I was like, all right. And then the rice, uh, 
rice was nice, private. And he was like, ah, I could see it. And then I think Scott and I came to the conclusion that, well, we've been to, on this trip, we've been to at least four different campuses. So SMU, UT, Texas, uh, uh, Baylor, Rice, and Houston. It's like, yeah, the Rice was the nicest. For a while, like, Scott thought Baylor and SMU were nicer. It's like, nah, fuck it. Like, Rice is really nice. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, Rice is the school. So, anyways, and then, uh, after that, I think uh, we went to the NASA Johnson Center, Space Center. Uh, it reminded me of the Huntsville, the space camp that I didn't really get to explore so much other than the outside. Uh, it was pretty cool because we got to do the whole tour and everything. It was a little cold, chilly. We got, we actually got, to, I didn't know there was a whole Orion program going on. But fuck, man, NASA's like, I mean, inside equipment and everything is like up to date. But fucking facility from the outside and everything, I was just like, holy fuck, this is so uninspiring. <laughs> and I'm like, we need a space force. Cut the government spending. It's like, well, right, pick one, Mr. President. Jesus. Um, And I just go, fuck, man. NASA used to be the thing that like people go, whoa. But now it's just like, meh. I was just like, meh. No one gives a fuck. But the NASA saw it. Like integral, integral to our research of the global warming, seeing shit with the satellite pictures from the space station and everything, and I just go privatizing a lot of the space travel. You know, making it cost efficient. I understand. You know, with SpaceX and other, you know, Lockheed and Boeing and the, you know, the usual contractors and everything. But I just go like, well, what else is uh, NASA doing then? I just go like, how do I become an astronaut now? Like, who's a famous astronaut other than you know? Uh, Kelly or something, you know, going to up to the space station. Like, oh, you want to go to the moon by 2024, and then, uh, yeah, you want to go to Mars also. It's like, okay, cool. But it wasn't a reaction of like, oh, where we went to the moon, you know, the President Lyndon Johnson. By the way, we went to the Lyndon Johnson Library again. I think I was there five years ago. So I just like Lyndon John. Like, Why is this thing in Houston, the Johnson Space Center? Nothing scientific. It was completely political. Like Lyndon Johnson said, we need something in fucking Texas. And then I was like, oh, okay. Florida Kennedy Center, Space Center. is like, okay, I get it. You got to launch that thing over the Pensacola over there. And then make sure it doesn't land on people so it falls into the ocean and the Gulf. Okay. Uh, Alabama, Huntsville, the space camp. It was like, wow, it's kind of close to Florida. And then like, you know, Huntsville. All right, cool. Well, Houston, why? I was like, ah, it's kind of close to the Gulf. But I'm like, fuck, there's no point to it. So... Whatever. And, um, yeah, Space Center travel, completely worth it. Uh, I, I mean, we got to do... I, 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 now I'm more inspired to do the whole Space Center, you know, discovery. I want to go to the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And also, I want to go back to Huntsville. I talked about it in the Alabama episode. But I, I really want to go to both of them. And then I, I remember seeing at the Smithsonian, the Air, Aerospace Museum... You know, talking about the whole Houston and then all the NASA effort and everything. But the NASA, when I saw the control room and everything, I go like, holy fuck. And then I saw the rockets. It was pretty amazing. But I just go like, yo, where, where are you spending your fucking budget, man? You need a better speaker. It's like fucking rusted out from 1970s. You know, it's like Tommy, it's like, it's like Tommy Lee Jones yelled into this thing when the Space Cowboy or some shit. I don't know. But then I saw like some of the keyboards that they're using at the NASA. I was like, it was like a sick gaming keyboard. I'm like, motherfucker got Corsair keyboard. And I'm like, fucking you went to Best Buy. This is where my tax dollar goes. I'll do like, why don't you fix the fucking facility? You know, water fountain and stuff. You know, I'm joking. I mean, it's cool, but I, I just go like, wow, from the external and the facility of things, I just go like, 
Fuck, this is old. <laughs> they need some. They need some upgrade. It's like it feels like a. It feels like you're watching the old like Chernobyl, old Russian facility at this point. It's like God, this is so arcane and outdated. This shit, but inside is pretty nice. I'm like, all right, cool. And like once the inside, there's cool stuff going on. But I just go like, just looking at it from the outside. I was like, it doesn't. It you don't judge the book by its cover, but you can clearly tell. They're concentrating on what the money should be spent on. In the meantime, China is like, we got this whole new fucking facility everywhere. It's like, it's like fuck! China's going through what U.S. is going through in the 1960s and 70s. You know, other than the economy kind of slowing down at the moment. But I just go, whatever. Man. Spend some more money on NASA and research instead of on the fucking military. Or move the military budget under NASA. I don't fucking know. So, anyways. Uh, from there on, I think, uh, what do we do? Oh, well, we checked out the Mexican restaurant that was pretty cool. Got back, and then uh, we started driving back to Austin while we were listening to the impeachment hearing with the uh, ambassador. Uh, I forgot her name. Yeah, see, I, I, I have three, it's been three weeks past, so this is what happens when you record late. And then uh, we were in the impeachment hearing, so on the way to Austin. And then, uh, well, we went a little past the Austin, and then uh, we finally had a Texas barbecue. We haven't had barbecue in Texas until this day. And then I said, I want to try salt licks. People said, don't go to the Franklin's. Franklin's is where the basic bitches go. Locals go to Salt Licks. But then I go like, well, I heard this for the last six years. Locals go to Salt Licks. But because of that, now Salt Licks has been become the alternative to the Franklin's. And uh, it's cash only. It's about a half hour uh, west of Austin, southwest. It's in the city called Driftwood, town of Driftwood, Texas. Uh, it. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I just got the family one that they keep refilling the plate. Definitely recommend it for $20. I had $25, I think. And then go with BYOB. Uh, that's for the alcoholic beverage, but like you can still get the pop, you know, soda kind of thing. There's like a, also a vineyard next to it. So if you want to drink wine, you can buy a bottle, bring it in, that kind of deal. Um, and then there's some liquor stores on the way if you want to drink gin like I do or something. But I just said, you know, I, I just want Dr. Pepper. I'm in Texas. I want Dr. Pepper. And, uh, fuck, it was the best, best brisket and the sausages I ate. Like, Salt Lakes is my, is the best barbecue that I've ever had. You know, and then I've had North Carolina barbecue. I had a Q53 in Kansas City, uh, Overland Park. You know, I had a Memphis barbecue a couple of years ago. Phil, San Diego, you know the deal. I just go, that is a. St. Louis barbecue I haven't had But you know I just go That is the best fucking barbecue I've ever had It is And I'm like Oh but you gotta try the Franklin's And I'm like Fuck Franklin's Everybody goes to the fucking Franklin's I don't wanna wait in the line 5.30 in the morning Wait for it to open up at 10 For like a few pieces Like fuck that I don't wanna do that shit So Anyway Salt Licks Fucking un- uh, awesome un- uh, Amazing I- I'm glad that I saved that uh, Barbecue at last So <laughs> Uh, after that, and then uh, we were out in downtown Austin, and then Scott never experienced a scooter. Gave him the bird. I had the Lyft scooter. Uber connected to Lime, but I didn't know until, until later on. And then, uh, yeah, we hung out at, in the downtown Austin's, and then we saw the Capitol again. Got the night picture of the Capitol building. And then, uh, yeah, it was, uh, we had to get the early flight back the next morning, and then I sprained my ankle one more time. Fourth time I drink, sprained my ankle drunk, so fantastic. But holy crap, it's about 43 minutes through. So, well, that is uh, that was a Texas trip recap. So, Houston, fuck Houston, man. I mean, I, I'm willing to go back and, like, go back. But fucking city's so spread out. No other fucking 
transit anywhere. I just go like, fuck this, fuck this. I, I was just getting mad at Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check out that other uh, art place that I didn't get to check out. The Beyonce's favorite, she's the the daughter of Houston, right? Uh, Austin, I I I love being around Austin. You know, I'd definitely go back check out the Salt Licks again. Uh, and then the Dallas, yeah, I, I there were some other stuff. Dallas downtown looked a little dead, but Deep Ellum, uh, the the Monday night we got there it was super cold and nobody was out on the Monday. During the day on the Veterans Day, so I said, you know what, I want to go back to this neighborhood. There are a lot of bars and stuff I see. It's like I could imagine like Friday night, Thursday night, Saturday night get totally lit. So I heard the crime is up, but I want to check that out next time. Uh, San Antonio is interesting. I uh, didn't really get to hang out bar night at a Riverwalk or something, but like I realized that everybody in the Riverwalk is a fucking tourist. I don't see any locals other than Uber drivers, so I just like. Fuck, we're, we're all tourists here. <laughs> San Antonio felt like a tourist city. It's like, oh, you just stop by because it's only an hour away from Austin. You know, that kind of deal. Uh, and then, uh, oh, I want to check out the Texas A&M. You know, that's more uh, northwest of uh, uh, fucking Houston. So I want to check out the college station and just check that out. And then uh, I want to check out Oklahoma. I didn't get to go to Oklahoma. I didn't, wanna, I didn't get to touch the Oklahoma, the north side when I was in Dallas. I thought about it. Just drive 40 minutes north. Hit Oklahoma, I found a diner in a town nearby that was really rated good, and I wanted to check that out. I was like, fuck, I'll do that next time. I, I'll probably go back to Dallas one more time. You know, you know, know some people there and stuff. So, yeah, and then the Korean food in Dallas is pretty damn good. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely go back and check it out. So, anyways, that's my Texas. Oh, Waco. I love Waco and Temple. Waco Waco is a small town. I, I see why Chip and Joanna are selling that. It's like, don't drive off to Dallas. Stay in Waco. I go like, yeah, and then Temple was pretty nice too. It's like in between, you know, it's 40 minutes outside. I was like, if I ever get a fucking ranch or something, I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll go to Temple. I was like, I'll be the only, I'll run a Korean restaurant or some shit. <laughs> so anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, this went a little long, uh, but yeah, hey, this is what happens when I usually do the tribute cap. So uh, subscribe on the Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, all that stuff. The mic work is a little different today. Fortunately, unfortunately, and uh, you know, tell your friends about it. If you have any Texas questions, holler. If you if you have any other comments or recommendations for Texas and all that stuff, let me know. I probably won't be traveling anywhere in America the rest of the 2019. The next trip coming up is a Australia uh, for a week, so I'm looking forward to that. And then I just book some other international trips. I'll talk about it. I'm killing too much time here. So, anyways, email is a-o-at-outlook.com. Email is a-o-at-outlook.com. Thanks for listening, and then uh, I hope you're staying warm for December, and then uh, we'll check back next week.